Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza featuring myself, Daniel Finton, and of course, the lovely London local lad, Alfie. What are you saying, lads? What's up? Uh, What's popping? What is popping? Butterflies. Butterflies in my stomach after that sensational intro. Oh, thank you, man. I didn't mean to make you blow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I always get this weird sort of butterflies. That didn't make sense. But yeah, I always get butterflies like sort of at the start, but you really heighten them here. So well done. Uh, yeah. A, well, absolutely, man. And it's also, it, it is also worth noting that your nervousness is understandable considering you are on the best Arsenal podcast and moreover, best mm. podcast in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, you're... just to point out to so this is we're getting some guests on soon. Finally, you won't have to just listen to us cunts. So, <laughs> yeah, for once, you might actually be able to listen to some people that actually know what they're talking about. Mm. And just before we get into our show, I just want to leave a little bit of a quote regarding some of our future guests from the ever wise. And he's not a very controversial figure, Josh Kroenke. Um, mm. Be excited. That's all I got to say. If yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. All right. So that's all those I got to say. Those who speak, know. And those who don't speak, don't know. No, that's wrong. I fucked that up. The, it was the a Gazidis good quote. quote. The Gazidis I, quote. He was a bit of a fucker. I don't, I don't like him, but. He was, yeah. But he, that was a, that was a mean quote. I, I respected that. Yeah, it was to be fair. I rated him Mobster for that. Esque, Didn't rate him for much of... else, but that quote, yeah. yeah, that quote was nice. The rest of it, well, and to be fair, he had a nice trim. That's why he's bald. Yeah, yeah, he was completely That's... bald. Is that nice? Is that even a trim? Okay, you know what I will say. I do, I do much prefer that to those guys that like have the huge bald spot on top of the. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's about? true. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. Don't point. be a. D- because I'll, I'll be honest, Alfie, my hairline's it's it's running backwards, you know. Oof. And um, I'll tell you what, as soon as it becomes evident that I'm going bald, it's coming off, man. I'm going Zizu. Fair right? enough. And when I when I met you, you had a bit of a, you had like a buzz cut. You look yeah, sh- decent. Doesn't yeah, look man, good on I- me, I don't think. But on you, you can pull it off. Well, I have uh, I have weird hair, dude. I've um, I've had like probably like a million different hairstyles just because <laughs> I've tried so many ways to make ginger look good, but it just doesn't. Yeah, it's pretty shit to be fair. Yeah, you have nice smooth hair. What kind of conditioner do you use? Uh, I actually rarely use conditioner. I get this a lot because apparently my hair is really soft. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I rarely use conditioner. I use um, what's it called? I think it's called Aussie. Oh, okay. So, yeah, man, that's yeah. that's good conditioner. I'm a, I'm a, I am a conditioning man myself. You are shampoo and condition enough. every day. Yeah. No, all and, I do um, is um, I just wet my hair most days and then I just blow dry it and it sort of shapes it. Oh, nice. So yeah. Shit, man. So you're yeah. like a one of the guys on the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> that is. Go. I don't know what that oh, is. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Then it's basically a bunch of. Got tan guys with six packs and tan girls with fake boobs partying. Oh, Geordie Shore, Jersey Shore, like New Jersey. Oh well, we've got Geordie Shore. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's probably what Jersey Jersey Shore has been based off. Geordie is like Newcastle. Oh wow! See, you yeah. guys got everything we got, just with different names. Yeah, and we created most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I mean, I'm not particularly proud of Geordie Shaw being our creation, but <laughs> what about Love Island though? That's yeah, as well, a... and Made in Chelsea. What is that? It's basically the same, but Made in Chelsea's really rich people from Chelsea. Oh, that's like our uh, keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh of. yeah, sort of. But then you've also got um, the only way is Essex, which is possibly the worst thing. Towie is nicknamed. So yeah, wow, you guys have a lot of yeah, and I'm kind of scared off. You know a lot of these. Well, everyone's heard of them. I don't watch mm. them. Apparently, okay. in fact, I was at mm-hmm. working at one of these events. Yeah, see, I work at these events. And apparently there was someone, oh, there was quite a few people from Made in Chelsea in that gallery. It was some gallery. Um, obviously, I didn't recognize them, but some people told me and they were like gassed to see them. I was like, 
Fucking hell. Well, they probably heard about there's some uh, rich cunts from Chelsea. Like, they probably heard about the impressive. host of, of the Arsenal Cannon podcast being there, and they just exactly. wanted to try to get themselves onto it. You know. Yeah. Fair play. And well, and just as kind of the final finalization, mm. this peculiar intro that included basically every British slash American reality show and whether or not Alfie conditions, <laughs> the guests that we're going to have on this podcast are actually going to be relevant to the Arsenal community. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Not, not trying to slam premature because we've got no one confirmed absolutely yet, but it's confirmed Alfie. It's all confirmed. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> it's confirmed, man. If they don't come on, they're going to be swimming with the fishes. All right. <laughs> that all right that's from some Italian movie. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, mm. but why don't we actually get into our fucking yeah. shit? Six minutes of nonsense. Yeah, sorry. Wow, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um. Well, I I guess this is a good segue into it. I do love to sing, so if you would uh, put the spotlight on me for a second, I do love this song. Sake. It happened again. Oh, it that's happened right. again. We beat your, the shit out of Tottenham. Thing. Oh, no, not this time. I won't <laughs> spoil you too much. The 38,262 capacity, um, well, that's obviously not to the maximum capacity, but the Tottenham Stadium, it was holding the first ever um, Women's North London Derby in that stadium, and it was victorious, Alfie. I mean, come yeah. on. There was North only London one. is red. North London is red, and it always will be. Goals coming in the 66th minute from Kim Little, and then the 82nd mm. minute from Vivian M- Miedema. Miedema. That might be wrong. Miedema. No, I think... Is it... I, I can't believe I'm getting this wrong because I've actually watched quite a lot of the highlights this season and heard her name in commentary. I... Dude, I... I'm fucking... I think it's... <laughs> oh, it's Miedema. Miedema, sorry. Yeah. I was supposed to rehearse how to say that, and I did... <laughs> And then I still jacked it up. So sorry. She is an absolute baller, though. Let me just he. say. I said she. You said he. Oh, my bad. She is an absolute <laughs> baller, though. And yeah. her goal, I, I, li- I did like Kim Little's goal a bit better because it was like that messy-ass curler with the left oh, the technique, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But <laughs> Vivian, mm. uh, I'm just going to call her Vivian's. Vivian's was... Mid-Emma. She- was hilarious because just the calamity of errors from yeah. the Tottenham defense. And she just easily went around the goalkeeper and kind of just scooped it into the, to the upper left-hand corner. I love to see it. Yeah. Man. Composed, emphatic. Oh, I loved it. And she is one of the most prolific scorers in Europe at the moment. So yeah, man. Nice. Big yeah, up. Well, and that, that, uh, they're looking good on the table too. Um, they're mm. sitting third, just one point behind first place, Chelsea. And equal on points to the um, to the Manchester City women as well. So, fair play to the women getting a really good result there um, mm. in a massive game. It was really good to also want, to hear. Yeah, if you if you want a, a full in depth report, go to weloveyourarsenal.co.uk. Andrew Delgado, women's correspondent, did a very good piece on it. So yeah, just oh, a little yeah. shout out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Andrew's been doing really well for us, and uh, just keep an eye mm. on him. He's He's our, our, our women's correspondent. He's crushing it right now, just like all of our other writers at the moment. Um, yeah. So, the Arsenal ladies shown that just because the Tottenham Stadium is a toilet bowl doesn't mean that there can't be magic in it. So, yeah. now we move on to the depressing state of the men's team. Frank, I, I, I heard them saying this on the Arscast, just one more thing. Um, mm. They had a question, apparently, that somebody asked them we won a north london derby this week and didn't have to watch the men's team play can it just stay like this forever <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much how all of us are feeling right now alfie it's a, a pretty depressing state at the moment to say the least wouldn't you agree yeah i would um it's been a lot of talk about you know loads of players sort of frustrated and wanting to leave this week yeah. um and obviously, the the manager's been backed, although we'll get onto something sort of on that a bit later. But yeah, not not the greatest time to be an Arsenal fan. No, it feels it's like not. I've been saying that for fucking years now. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think for the first time, uh, you, 
maybe not that's well it's not the first time but um mm. it, this is really reminiscent to me of the um the end of Arsene Wenger's tenure I just, well, just I the toxicity around the club yeah, the, and the divide in the fans yeah yeah the undeniable toxicity but I will be honest though this time the the, the one kind of weird thing I don't think there's actually that big of a divide between the fans at the moment mm. it's just I, whether I, where you are on the scale i'd say yeah are you like i want emery to fuck off like right now or are you i want emery to have fucked off a month ago you know and i think that's just mm. or that's that, i have surprisingly seen uh online a lot of people saying well not a lot a few people saying they would still give him till the end of the season or a bit longer I just I I don't understand that at all to be honest. Just because mm. when you look at some of these players at the moment, and some players haven't been linked away, you know, um, which we're going to get into. That's a nice segue into the whole Lucas mm. Torreira situation that we'll talk talk about briefly. Mm. Um, which you did a great piece on today. Oh, so, appreciate uh, that, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go to we love you Arsenal co uk and, and read Daniel Finton's piece on the Torreira <laughs> jumping ship. Oh yeah, I like that. I like I like that that uh that metaphor jumping ship. I knew it was mm. going to be a good good one to use in a title. Do you know where yet. I first heard that? Where's that? Back to the Future. Oh great! I think it was Bill. Part, part one. Well, no, it might have been part two. I don't. I, who knows? But yeah. Well, I that's a, first heard that. That's a that, that means that means that's a good old American saying for you. If it was in Back <laughs> to the Future. That's exactly. a great, great film. I have the the whole box set. Um, mm. And great analogies come with American culture. I mean, I, I will say just before we get onto the doom and gloom of the current Arsenal state, I, mm. I'm going to kind of lift everybody's mood a little bit and just to let everybody know um, the impressive analogies from me are not. Uh, I, I didn't just like study and make myself good at them. That runs in my blood. Would you like to hear the analogy that I just heard my grandmother use yesterday when talking about my two-year-old niece? Go ahead then. And keep in mind, she has a nice. Wait, you have a niece. Of... I do. Yeah. I swear, your brother's like. Oh my! I have 10. a. I have a. I have a much older sister that's thirty. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, I heard about this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, she she hasn't lived with me in ages, obviously. So, oh wow! That's why. This yeah, is, this is new. This is news to me. New territory. Alf, this is the, Alfie, changes everything. Alfie, if you want to cancel the podcast, I understand. I, I can't see you, you in the I'm same sorry. light. Yeah. <laughs> how how can I know that you're the middle child? You fucker? <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So basically, when she was describing my niece, she said in her beautiful, innocent Indiana accent, she said, <laughs> "Why she's no bigger than a popcorn fart." what <laughs> i don't know i have no clue what that means and then soon after that um she was talking to my brother who you do know about um yep. and she said big that up. She rem- what's his name again big up joey the ru- podcast ruiner um joey awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically um she said to him i remember she asked him how tall he was and he's tall like me um mm. And he told her, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I remember when you were knee-high to a grasshopper. <laughs> that is just... So it runs Again, deep. I don't know what that is, but... It, you don't know what a grasshopper is? No, I know what a gra- grasshopper is, but I don't know what that reference is. Okay, so basically... Like, all right, so get I a grasshopper. I don't know what that's trying to say, yeah. Just go outside. All right, this is what she means. Go outside, get a grasshopper real quick. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. Um put it on your table, have it kind of stand up. And you know how it has those weird legs that like poke up? Yeah, I think like I'm a, just going like, to search grasshopper. I, I don't yeah, know. Go ahead. I'm not a grasshopper connoisseur. As in, I don't know. Okay, doing? I don't why, know the, why, the, the ins and the outs of their we... uh, molecular structure. <laughs> why the fuck do we record this podcast then? Alfred? Oh, here we go. See what I'm saying? It's ugly fucking hell. Oh yeah, they're hideous. Yeah. We don't normally ramble on about this much it's just because there's nothing to, it's just some random interlow period so we're just talking oh. about random shit yeah pretty much <laughs> and and it's just everything that we there's have no to structure talk about to this podcast really yeah yeah apart from the no women. structure needed mm. no structure needed whatsoever um but yeah that's what a grasshopper is if and you know i i'm sorry let's get on with it um completely lost the plot there <laughs> um anyway lucas Terrera 
the guy who's no bigger than a popcorn fart is growing unsettled reportedly I put in brackets but his agent actually came out kind of recently and said he's not very happy with the role that Emery's been playing him in and Mm. well to be frank that makes thousands of us because now Mm. Torreira is a part of the group which is the majority of fans that also are not very happy with it Alfie I mean this is this is kind of just pissing me off now. I mean, how does how does this make you feel? And also, it's I think it's worth noting this is not the first time Torreira has been linked with a move away. Yeah, well, I've got the exact quote here from Pablo Bentancur, who's their their his agent. Mm. Uh, the change of Lucas's position doesn't make him happy. We respect the coach's decision, but then we will see what happened. Um, not the greatest English, but. You sort of get what he's saying. And I think it's often the case with players who come from South America. They struggle to adapt to maybe the climate. Um, maybe even like someone like you would coming from Florida. Um, oh, yeah. I would, definitely. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's very different. It's pretty dark and gloomy here. You know, you go, you leave your house for work. He'll be going probably very early for training. He'll be coming back when it's dark already. You know, it's pretty depressing. So, you know, we heard those sorts of rumours um, in the summer. I don't know how much of that was true. It seemed like a bit of paper talk. I think the rumours now feel much more believable and uh, are slightly more concerning because, you know, he, isn't, he hasn't been playing week in, week out. Obviously, the the Shaka omission and the incident with Shaka is sort of in the last couple of games give him a bit more game time. But it's not also just the lack of game time. It's when he has been playing, as you said, he's been playing this weird sort of box-to-box role where he's charged with pressing higher up the pitch and winning the ball back higher up the pitch. And it doesn't suit him. And it also leads us exposed because he's the only midfielder who can really tackle and, you know, uh, win interceptions and, and, you know, defensively astute in that midfield. And he's been charged with getting to forward roles. Very reminiscent of uh, Kante last season under Sarri. And... Yeah, I'm hoping that Emery will leave and he'll regain his form and his confidence and he'll be put back into his natural defensive midfielder role. Um, and he will, he'll sort of be happy again. Let's hope. Uh, I, I hope so too, man. Because for how old is Torreira now? I believe he's he's 23. 23. Or so, right? Yeah. 23. So still he's young. still very young, and he's got quite a bit of talent for how young he is, and. Yeah, he's just such a good player. I don't want to see him just fall through just because we have an incompetent manager that doesn't not that he doesn't not only know how to not how, how the fuck would I say that <laughs> he doesn't not only not know how to use Terrera, he also doesn't know how to use a lot of the players within the squad. It seems like so. It's just <laughs> uh, I I don't know, man. It's it's I don't want it's to strange. see us us lose these big quality players just because Unai Emery has no fucking clue what he's doing. And I think Torreira has every right to be frustrated with the misuse of him, to be honest with you, because we signed, we signed him from Sampdoria and he was currently playing in the, um, in the world cup for, for Uruguay. And he was having a really good tournament, you know, where he was playing and establishing himself as a pretty noteworthy uh, central defensive midfielder and, and now it's just kind of seemed like that's all been thrown out the window and Emery said yeah well you're not playing there because you're not six foot five I mean come on really mm. yeah well that... I think that point that you just made about him being very good in that role for Uruguay I think James mentioned it in a tweet uh, James Gunner blog he said uh, is Torreira really a good defensive midfielder or is he a midfielder who can tackle as in, you know, like, does he have the defensive dis- discipline to sit um, and sort of yeah. hold in the midfield? We, or is he a number eight who has the ability to tackle? And I think we saw, I think we may have discussed this in a previous podcast. We did, yeah. Exactly. He's, he's shown for uh, Uruguay that he can play that holding midfield role. Um, and he was very good in it in the World Cup. I think he struggled against France in the last, in the, quarter finals in that tournament I remember watching obviously that, that game yeah um but in general he's done very well in that role and we'll probably see him I know we won't I was gonna say in the Euros fucking idiot um <laughs> that'll be uh, cool yeah uh <laughs> but yeah I mean I don't know he's been playing for Uruguay in these last few games last few days 
I'm assuming. Um, I, I probably, I'm not, mm. I've got to be honest. I'm not so sure just because, um, I don't watch too much South American. South American Let me look up. Your yeah, go ahead and look that up too. Yeah. Fixtures or results. So yeah, he's probably been playing, and he's probably been playing, and then yeah, they played Argentina. Um, when was that? This again, this is terrible podcasting. I know Argentina um, just recently beat. Oh, they're playing them right now. Oh, really? Yeah, and actually, Uruguay one um, nil. Uruguay's ahead. Yeah, I saw that. I love the way you say Uruguay. Uruguay. Oh, do you know why I say it like that, man? Why? I actually know an Uruguayan kid, and he heard me say it like Uruguay, and he just fucking roasted the hell out of me. Really? He's like, there's no fucking Y in front of it. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, so, well, you know, man, you can tell from the guys like Torreira, Suarez, Cavani, they're pretty tenacious. That's true. Torreira didn't play. Again, uh, on Friday against no? uh, Hungary. Oh, so they might be playing in Europe because they played Hungary. A lot of South American teams often do that in this sort of period when they're not having um, any tournaments is, because like, a lot of he, their players play in Europe, yeah. so it's easier. He is currently playing right now, though. Oh, okay. He didn't feature on yeah. Friday. He's in a uh, obviously Uruguay set up with that defensively resilient four four two. Yeah, they normally do that diamond as well. Yeah, and then it's the uh, World Cup. Terrera and Valverde. Mm. Not quite sure who Valverde is. Oh, he plays for Real Madrid. Um, <laughs> don't think he plays really. <laughs> he's, oh, I think a, he's a young, player for isn't he? Real Madrid. I think I've heard. Yeah, him. he looks pretty young. Mm. Looks pretty young. Anyway, let's see. let's see that date of year. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, so, so that might yeah, that's put him out of contention for some. No, what am I saying? Where do you know where the game is? No, I think it should be good. Do you know where the game is? Because often they have like jet lag and stuff. I I think it's in Argentina. Are you sure? Because they played Hungary a few days ago. Maybe maybe really? they're doing that turnaround, would... but. Do you think they would play a, a South American fixture in Europe? Is that something that's that's common? Yeah, well, or? as I was saying, uh, they sometimes do when when they're not when they haven't got qualifiers, which I don't think they have because there's no uh, uh, Copa America for a couple of years at least. Um, they often a lot of these South American teams often just play in Europe in these internationals because most of their players play in Europe. Um, Oh, uh, good show! It's actually it's in um, uh, Bloomfield Stadium, which is in Israel. Oh, that's quite a weird one. Fair yeah, enough. Uh, Tel Aviv, to be more yeah. specific. Yeah. So the flight from there isn't that long, I don't think. So yeah, he'll probably no, be fine then. Um, oh, good, good. But yeah, what else to say about Torreira? Is there much? I guess we sort. Of I mean, it. not really. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much covered. Do it. Do you think he'll go in January? Uh, well, not to, not to kind of sway your question there. Well, okay. Well, actually, I don't think it'll go in January because I think Jaco will probably go in January, mm. um, which we'll get into a little bit later also. Um, I don't think he'll go in January. However, if Unai Emery does somehow manage to keep his job, which again, I think is unlikely, mm. um, at the end of the season, then I think he will leave. But I don't think Unai Emery will be even... I don't even think Unai Emery will make it another month. Fair enough. Well, we'll get into that. You did Which mention... We're get a, we got some decent news. We did. You, you did mention Granite Shaka there. Uh, yeah. It's worth talking about him. A lot of speculation that we... Well, he's going to be off, and I do think his time appears to be over. Maybe he'll feature... I think we said in this last podcast, maybe he'll feature in a few cup games, maybe probably away from home just to protect him from... The inevitable poor reception will get. Um, yeah, swap deal has been suggested with uh, Dennis Zakaria, who plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, potentially return home for him, or not home, but you know where he was previously. Thoughts on that? Um, uh, it's just you know I think I think Granit Xhaka is a good player. I really do, but mm. I just. I'm not sure he's quite equipped for the Premier League in terms of his his uh, 
just who he is as a player. Yeah. You know, his mobility, his lack thereof. Mm. Um, and you know, just the, the way that he kind of snapped back at the fans, to be fair, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. But with that being said, he is a professional footballer and he is also, well, was also the captain. And if you're getting flack for it and stuff, you sometimes you just got to accept it. Yeah. You know, that's, and I know that sounds kind of, that's that's a bit fucking rich of me to say, having, <laughs> having never had sixty thousand fans boo me at mm. any given time, or I there's not even sixty thousand people in the world that know who the hell I am. <laughs> so it's just, I, I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously. But yeah, I don't think there's any turning back for for Jacques. I will be honest. We were talking about this briefly prior to the to the podcast. I'm not really that familiar with Zachariah. I've heard pretty pretty good things about him i know he's young 22 years old ironically swiss just like granite jaka mm. um plays with the international uh, team plays for the international team and plays where um in the club that jaka actually came from so mm. is he possibly the second coming of granite jaka very different player i think he's a he's more defensively minded and is like a proper defensive midfielder i know when Shaka came in, a lot of people thought he was going to be that. He's never really been that sort of player. You know, he's what is supposed to be a bit of a register, you know, a ball progressor from deep areas, a deep line playmaker, if you will. Um, right. You know, sort of in the mold of a shabby Alonso. Problem is, never really had, as you said, the mobility. Even shabby Alonso was a bit more physical, a bit more mobile than Shaka. And, you know, that makes him very susceptible to being poor defensively in the Premier League with the pace and intensity of it. And also, um, you know, he's obviously nowhere near the level of, of Xabi Alonso. His ball progression is good, but, you know, his, his expansive passing is not at the same level as Xabi Alonso, obviously Xabi Alonso. Uh, but yeah, Zachariah, you know, he is an out-and-out defensive midfielder. He's very physical. He's like he's six foot two. I had a look earlier. Um, so Six foot know, two, really? Yeah, imposing. So he would appeal to um, Una Emery if those sorts of reports of why Torreira's in this forward oh, world, why he's not playing are true. And obviously, um, uh, what was I going to say? And obviously the reports that he wanted Steven and Zonzi instead. So, yeah, Zachariah would sort of fit that mould. The problem is... I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, he's 29. Sorry, he's he's twenty two. I'm so, I'm all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, potential has a very large potential, a large season ceiling. I've heard a lot of him about him. Uh, haven't seen him play too often. I think I've seen. I think I did see a Munchen Gladbach game and he was playing. Um, not that well, long. Well, they're ago. doing and that. That is genuinely not a lie because yeah, they're top of the league. They're on the Marco Rose. Yeah, maybe maybe that makes him inaccessible at the moment. There is certainly the possibility of that. Yeah, Yeah. just because I think a lot of um, Arsenal fans like to forget a lot of these players might not be too keen on leaving their their current Mm. club for, especially for a club in the current situation. Mm. And that sounds absurd that we can't attract a player from Munchen Gladbach to come to the Premier League, come to London, come to Arsenal, the stature. Yep. But yeah. that's that's modern football for you, man. Because I, I was saying it a lot in regards to um, Deo Upamakano last transfer window. I mm. think a lot of people just kind of forgot that Leipzig was about to get uh, Julian Nagelsmann as their manager. Mm. Um, Were about to get. You know, I get annoyed about that. Did I say was? Yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah, we're about to get um, fucking poor Julian from you. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they were getting a top class manager who's proven with young players, um, and they're in the Champions League. So realistically, you know, Upa Makano is what twenty, right? Why would he? Mm. He he doesn't have to force force a move or anything, you know, especially to a club that's clearly kind of unstable at the moment. And there's possibly also the po- there there is also the possibility of that. Excuse me for for Zachariah at Munchen Gladbach. They are at the top of the table. I don't think it'll stay like that. It's the Bundesliga, so Bayern will win it. But mm. it's just they they do realistically have a good chance of qualifying for the Champions League. And while maybe I'm not just going to sit here and ridicule Munchen Gladbach because it's maybe it is a really lovely 
lovely place to live and all that, you know, but wow. London is a, I know, I know, but London, I can tell you firsthand from firsthand experience is an awesome place. And any young person, especially would love to live there. But mm. at the end of the day, man, these players got to think about their, their football as well. So mm. maybe I he still, is inaccessible. Still That's a good point. Yeah. And I still do think, I know you said some people forget. I think some people exaggerate how far we've fallen in terms of attractiveness to foreign players. Good point. If you get what I mean? I think some people just think there's no way we could ever attract someone from München Gladbach or RB Leipzig because they're doing much better than we are in our respective leagues. Yeah. But you do have to remember money. We've probably, we're probably more financially stable, not stable, but got better finances than the like maybe maybe not Leipzig because I think they're pretty well backed but you know someone like Munch and Gladbach and also we are a bigger club we may not be a better team at the moment but we are a bigger club with a bigger stature world, worldwide fans and obviously as you said London it is still an attractive club to come to it's just becoming the, the longer in the Europa League effectively the, the the less and less attractive it becomes. But I do think fans maybe sometimes overplay. They they sort of see, they look purely at where teams are in the table um, and say, you know, for example, they're probably, I, I don't know if I go this, some fans would probably say Leicester are a more attractive, uh, you know, team to go to than us at the moment, right. which maybe you can make a case for, but I'd still say we probably are. Are more attractive, particularly for a foreign player, if they're getting an offer from Leicester or Arsenal, I still feel like we're probably the bigger side, and they'd probably rather come to us. If you get what I'm saying, so I do think I people do exaggerate that element to it as well. That that is also true, and because you only have to look as far as one of our most recent signings, William William Saliba. You know he mm. or Saliba, however you want to say. I guess we'll figure it out. I'm going to call him Saliba because it sounds cooler. Um, <laughs> he chose us over Tottenham. Yeah. Because we're a bigger club. And Ceballos, supposedly. Yeah, both of them did. Actually, I think Ceballos is probably the more obvious one because Mm. he literally – but remember the video he posted? He took off the one shirt, put on a shirt, (laughs) and then took that off, threw it on the ground, and put on an Arsenal shirt. Yeah. That alone, I I think we should sign him. Yep. Mm. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, you're definitely right. Arsenal do still have a massive pull, so – Oh, I mean, it's so gutting, though. Could you imagine the pull we would have if we were in the Champions League, too? Mm. Champions League so, football man. is necessary. It really is. We need it desperately. And that's why Unai Emery, for me, um, this is a nice transition. Unai Emery, for me, I'm not even sure he deserves this month that he apparently has left. But there's a lot of sources saying that Unai Emery has one month to save his job. Basically, obviously, the be-all and end-all is qualify for the Champions League. Mm. Preferably for me, that would be getting into the top four. I'd love to win the Europa League, but I don't think you could ever count on that because we've seen in the past top-class teams like Atletico Madrid can drop down and Mm. beat you on any given game. So, yeah, Unai Emery has one month to save his job. Alfie, you owe me five pounds. Um, I do, yeah. It's worth it. Sorry, I'll use it it towards my my microphone that's coming in the mail. Fair play. Um, I'll only this is a self-sustainable model, the Arsenal Cannon podcast. It is. Um, <laughs> so he's got one month to save his job, Alfie. You think he could do it? No. I having don't s- either. <laughs> having said that, um, next two league fixtures, if we don't get maximum points, I would be. I, I know I said this before, Leicester. I'd be amazed if he survived if we lost. I would be absolutely gobsmacked. If he manages that. to keep his job, his job after not being Southampton and Norwich, two teams in absolutely dire form, um, and are in danger of of you know being pulled away from the from the teams outside. The, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just check the league it's table. Sec- it's second to last and last. Exactly, and you know so. Norwich. You know they lost three one at home to United and miss and United missed two penalties. United. Uh, yeah, they're fine. I think shit. they're worse than us, and that takes some doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, surely, surely we'll get. If we don't get all three points, Southampton um, lost nine nil to Leicester. Obviously, that wasn't P- the, the red card had an effect on that game, but they're in dire form. I think 
They're a better team away from home, so I actually wouldn't be surprised if they came here and got something, um, particularly with the way we're playing. But yeah, these next two games, Foot and Emery are absolutely vital. And if he doesn't get maximum points, I struggle to see how on earth he could keep his job after that. I'm, at this moment, I'm surprised, but that will probably be, surely that will be the tipping point for the board. They can say they're backing him, but they, they must, must be planning ahead. You know, it would be oh, suicidal surely. not surely. to be looking at other at other candidates right now. <coughs> I, I think there was also, I think it's worth uh, noting, some people were suggesting, I possibly agree with this, though maybe the board have made suggestions to KSC. Um, they want to make a change, and it maybe it's KSC who are preventing that from happening, you know, because of the financial implications of sacking a manager. Um, I think it's £6 million they'd have to give Uber Emery, which is a lot of money, even for a club like us. Um, I say even for a club like us, obviously we have our financial difficulties um, because KSE don't want to invest. Um, right. But I think to caveat that, surely it's worth paying £6 million to get rid of him, bringing someone in, in who can get you into the Champions League and then you get the additional, what is it, £40 million? Or is it more than that? Yeah. Might be substantially I think it's 45. more than that. 45 million, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. They've got to be thinking uh, about that. Yeah, we, we really do. And I, I completely agree with you. I think that if the board fit any less than six points for me out of these two games, these are gimmies, man. I mean, I know there's no gimmies in the Premier League, but mm. come on. You know, these are two – Nor Norwich is, is defensively oh. diabolical. They're so so bad. Yeah, you know they're going to they're going to get relegated. You know, sorry, but they are. They feel like and, Fulham two from last season. Yeah, pretty much. They know how to score, but I mean these teams. But they, they up haven't the been scoring recently. They didn't yeah, at the start not, of the season. They look really exciting. That's not sustainable. Yeah, because you look at how Sheffield United, who by the way, let me just say, are only are actually above us in the table, rather <laughs> equal with us on points. I mean, fair play to uh, Chris Wilder is his name. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Doing doing absolutely absolute bits with them. He's doing really well. Um, but that's how a team from the championship should come up with a defensive, hardworking structure. You know, these teams that try to come up and play this expansive, attractive, it doesn't work. You yeah, know, it's more sent right down. I think it is, but I just I don't really. Bournemouth if did I it. was a fan of them, Bournemouth. Yeah, did good it. point. Good point. But I don't even know. I mean, Eddie Howe though, man, top class manager. Obviously. He wasn't mm. proven before or anything, but mm. I, I guess think it's, it's safe to say uncommon. it has a lower success rate when you try and come up and right. play expensive football. But if I was a manager, I'd try it. That, that, that's a ridiculous statement to make because I'm never going to be a manager. And also, it's kind of a pointless statement. But <laughs> yeah, Fair. you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, so I would too. I mean, I would never be a defensive manager. So. And also worth noting that if you get sacked, you get a really nice severance package. So, That's true. I mean, maybe maybe it would be a good idea, you know? Yeah. And then you come coaching the MLS and win the league. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking but, terrible league. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it, pretty dreadful. Um, mm. But, I mean, Alfie, about the Southampton game, we've, we've got it coming up on Saturday again. Mm. Saturday game is weird, man. Not yeah. sure how to feel about this. I kind of like it, but mm. yeah, uh, it's 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 weird that I'm not that confident going into the game, I'm and not. it's really pathetic that I'm not that confident. Mm. For some reason, I think definitely worth noting. I don't know the statistics of our like record against them over recent years, but we're pretty shit against them. They seem to have our number for some peculiar reason. We always struggle mm. with Southampton. Um, true. Do you have how, how are you feeling? Are you feeling as insecure as me prior to the game or yeah i am um yeah it, it's hard to feel confident watching this team at the moment you know two shots on target in two games particularly vittoria away you know that's shocking um and southampton again they're, they're sort of in a similar position. This does feel like Ralph, a lot of people felt he would go after they lost to Everton in their last game. This does sort of feel like Ralph Hasanutal's, you know, final straw. If he can't get anything in these next few games, he's probably fucked as well. And it, and it's probably the same with Daniel Fark at, at Norwich. So 
maybe he's got a bit more leeway because he took them up. But yeah, it, it feels like they'll be up for it. Um, but if we can't beat a Southampton side that's in disarray, who can we beat? You know, and surely the board have got to be looking at that. So I uh... just can't help but feel like I, I just, as a journalist, I kind of think about headlines mm. before games. Yeah, I'm sure you do the same thing. I do. Yeah. And you can kind of just think about what's going to come out. Mm. I can't help but think, or I can't help but imagine a headline coming out from saying, if some, saying something like, um, what the, you just said his name. How the hell did I forget? What's the Southampton manager's name? Hassan Hootel. Hassan Hootel? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but seeing a, I, I, I could just totally see a headline saying, Hassan Hootel saves, um, saves job against freaking atrocious Arsenal or something, you know? Oh, I you should totally be the editor for Sun. Oh, God. That was right, fucking solid, that was. All right, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I could just totally, totally see something like that coming because we're just so bad. We're so bad. And also, I, I wanted to give you some of these. It's really easy for anybody to find, so these aren't exactly impressive statistics, but they're mm. just depressing because I haven't ever actually taken the time to look at them. Mm. So Southampton are sitting at 19th with only eight points, by the way. Eight points. Yeah. Terrible. They've only won two games this season, notably losing 9-0, obviously, to Leicester. They've lost eight and drawn eight. Arsenal have won four, lost three, drawn five. Mm. I can't believe we've won four in 12. Our worst start in 30 years. And apparently that's that's acceptable. Yeah. That is absolutely terrible. And um, at, at we're at 17 points. So we are only nine points. That's only three wins. Above 19th. Above yeah. Above 19th. It's a very compressed place. table at this stage, but yeah, that, that doesn't reflect well. Shocking. And only, like this is what I just wrote here. Only nine, pay, only nine points rather separate us from 19th place Southampton and only 10 points separate us from rock bottom Norwich. Mm. I mean, it is a very compressed kind of compact table, like you said, but nonetheless, Alfie, that is depressing. How far are we behind the league leaders? Oh, fuck no, it's probably about 50. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me just look it up just to get some clarification. Mm. It's um, irrelevant now, because... Yeah, well, there's no fucking way. We are 17 points off of Liverpool. God. So, Who was I mean, it that said earlier in the season though. we can compete for the title? Was it Luis? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't come to Arsenal if I didn't think we could come. Oh, come mm. on. Move on. You know that Chelsea just didn't want you and you wanted to stay in London. Yeah. Basically, Petr Cech 2.0. Petr Cech, Petr Cech Mach 2 mm. with better hair. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> but, mm. uh, yeah, man, I just... I. I'm not confident going into this game. Um, what do you think? What do you think our lineup's going to be looking like for it? I mean, it, it is at home, so surely Emery may be looking to go take the handbrake off, go mm. anti-pragmatism, maybe go attack them. They're clearly vulnerable. Nope, he'll set up with a back five with Torreira as oh, our striker. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, lineup. It's a difficult one after international breaks to predict. We always seem to have sort of surprises in there. I'm thinking of, you know, Watford. He went with that diamond and Ozil came out of nowhere to play. I'm thinking Sheffield yeah. United was after international break, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah, and that was, you know, Pepe. Sorry, not Pepe. I feel like there was something weird with that. I think Willock started, which was a surprise. Oh, Kalasnach retained his place instead of Tierney, which was odd. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my gosh, don't even get me started on that. And then I, there was a damning statistic that, like, Sheffield United are notoriously terrible after exactly, international yeah. breaks, and they beat us. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so you, you want me to do, like, predicted or sort of what I'd do? Ooh, that's a good shout. All right. Uh, you know what? Should we predict? I, I want to hear, hear what you want. And then I want to hear what you think Emery will go with. We'll do it position by position. All right. That'll make it easier. Uh, well, Leno will play, and he should. Uh, yeah, that's obvious. Uh, I think Bellerin will start after playing against Leicester. 
It, do, do you think it'll go back three? It hasn't really worked. Then again, nothing's I, worked. But yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, I have written down a a back four. Back four. But I would not be surprised. But this is also kind of my lineup mm. that I would go with. With that being said, though, I would not be surprised to see Emery go with the back five. Mm. He's done stranger. It is a home game done stranger. against a team that we should sort of be beating and sort of controlling the game against. Although he'll probably be thinking, let's have 30% possession, hit them on the counter. But um... <laughs> They're dangerous, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what he'll do, but I probably think he'll go back to back four. I don't, I don't know why I, I think hope. that, but I'm inclined to... I, I'm, I'm, I'm going that way. So, I think Bellerin will start. Um, and I think Tierney probably will start, but again, he seems to be throwing Kalasnach in here and there, so fuck knows what. I mean, Kalasnach, I'm assuming, has been away on international break, whereas Tierney has been resting, so that may be another yeah, reason to so... play Tierney, and Bellerin's obviously been resting. Um, yeah, so that may be a, that may be actually be a good thing for us Arsenal fans. Exactly. Uh, back. But we'll see. The centre-back's interesting. Because obviously Socrates was sort of dropped against Leicester, but I think that was more to do with the change of system. You know, he brought Holding and Chambers in, who sort of suit that back three. Um, yeah, Holding and Louise in a way. Um, I think Louise will start because he seems to be sort of a mainstay. To predict who will be beside him is kind of difficult. I'd find it. I'd be surprised if he if he dropped Chambers. In fact, now I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't be surprised if Chambers started at right back again and he brought Socrates in. Oh my god! Yeah, I would play Bellerin Chambers. I drop Louise. I've been getting frustrated with him, to be honest. I wouldn't start yeah. holding because he's been dire. I've and I just thought I also thought Socrates has been getting a bit better, and then he's dropped. I actually, I completely agree with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, against Palace, he was probably our best player. I play yep, Socrates I Chambers, which won't happen, but yeah. That's actually my yeah, that's my exact um my my exact back line. I have Tierney, um, mm. Socrates, Chambers, and, and Bellerin over at right back. I don't think that's what he's gonna go with. Though. No. Um I th- I think he'll go with Bellerin, Socrates, Louise, and I do think he'll go with Tierney in this one, though. Mm. I do. Just because I don't think that he really trusts Kalashinach all that much in the in the back four. But again, with that being said, we've seen Emery done. Uh, we've seen Emery do stranger, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see a back four of, you know, Chambers on the right, Socrates and Louise as the center backs, and then Kalashinac as the left back, which yeah. would be an awfully Jones. balanced back four. We've seen I'm, that but fail again, in recent recent weeks, particularly Palace. I just, I no, not Palace. Sheffield United with that back four. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. What do you think yeah. about the midfield? I mean, it like? can't be anything other than Torreira, Guendouzi, can it? No, I'm thinking about Sabios is injured. Yeah. I don't know if he's still injured, but he probably won't. Probably won't be fit enough to start. Um, I doubt Willock will start. Can it be anything other than that? I can't think of anything. I realistically, I don't. It doesn't look like Shaq is involved yeah. again. So, yeah, Torreira, Guendouzi, pivot. Yeah, most likely. I'm not. I'm not too too fond of that, to be honest. But mm. I, could, I think I could see the, it. The only thing we've really got to do at the moment, probably the best at as the well. moment. Uh, yeah, the, at the moment, it's the best we got. Exactly. It looks like he's completely folded on his Özil stance. Özil will start. Yeah. Uh, yep. Özil will start. Yeah. Front three. Maybe he will finally, because we've sort of every game we've sort of seen him fold on his principles or sort of try something radically different. You know, if you think of the diamond in the back three, maybe he'll finally give in and play Özil, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette. Maybe he'll finally give I the fans. So. You don't think so? Nope. I put um, I put Özil, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Saka. Fair enough. I think I think if you look at it he'll... though. The re one of the re like he he played a, a diamond, which meant Pepe couldn't play, and then he played the the back three, which meant Pepe couldn't play. Maybe if he's going with this system, maybe he will do it. If you get what I mean. I hope you're right. I'd love to see that front four. That is, you know, I know we've we've got we've got onto Mezzadozo on numerous times, mm. numerous times on this podcast, but him behind that front three would be sick. I mean, let's be honest. It's I mean, yes, it would... In prospect, if we, you know, if we get a coherent attack and display, it's it's exciting. Whether we can yeah, do that under would... Embry, I don't know. 
Exactly. And it would definitely leave us defensively exposed. Mm. So I'm not sure whether or not um, Emery would be, would be willing to do that. I, I think there's also the possibility of maybe even just that kind of flat midfield three of Guendouzi, Torreira, Willock. and Willock. I yeah. think that's also a possibility. I don't think maybe that's a good idea. Maybe shove out wide or play a diamond again. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that, though. I'd love to see Ozil in that number 10 position behind Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. Also, though, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Saka in this in this lineup just because I think somebody as direct as him yeah. really could get at the at, at the Southampton defense. So uh, we'll see, though. Uh, my predicted one is Ozil, um, Saka, Aubameyang, Lacazette. Mm. What I think he'll – or Pepe in there. Mm. Or, no wait, sorry. Saka in there is my predicted one. Um, and then the one I would go with though is just replace Saka with Pepe. Yeah. Even though I would understand the inclusion. Fair enough. Should we get into questions? Uh yeah. Uh one more thing. Predicted predicted score. Predicted score. Love that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Instead of just prediction. Nope. Predicted score line. Fair enough. Buddy. Uh <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> one one. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! I hope not. Can't, oh, that would be dreadful. Draw. I'd probably rather we lost than draw, because draws are so boring. And we've drew at least we've, a, we've a defeat's five. a bit more decisive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be like, oh yeah, fucking Emery's gonna get his, get get beheaded exactly. or whatever. Not not literally. I mean, I mean his job. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Ozil's <laughs> the, uh, the one that's gonna pull the thing. No, it'd be Sunday. It'd be screaming. <laughs> It'd be Rao. Don Rao. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I can't do it. You he can do it man. better. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's because um, I've been watching some of the Italian movies. Even though he's not Italian. <laughs> but he kind of reminds me of a mobster. Yeah. Fair play. But uh, yeah. I, sadly, I could see that. I think in all of my delusion that we'll win this game. I'm going to say 2-1. Fair enough. I hope I'm right, but I don't fucking think I am. (laughs) (laughs) Two, one. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's go with that. Questions. Yeah. Let's get into questions and let's roll this bad boy to. Yeah. Because I need to fuck off soon. Yeah. Uh, We've still only got four because today was quite a quiet day and I put them out very late. Everyone's asleep. Every Arsenal fans is is, uh, sleeping in. It's boring. Exactly. Uh, Not having nightmares for once either. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, don't know what else to add to that joke. I think it was. No, I think it's done and dusted. Uh, yep. Josh dot n l l o six said, "Would you take Zachariah for Shaka, and what would it bring to the current team?" So we sort of discussed that, but I would say yes because Shaka's pretty much done at the club. It's just it's toxic to keep him in. It's an unhealthy relationship, and there's I, don't, I just can't see a way back for him now. And uh, particularly after his apology or his lack of apology, I'd say. Um, and yes, I think I would take Zachariah and he would give us something else. He would give us that physicality in midfield, that imposing player, a bit more mobility. Um, yeah, I probably would. What would you say? Uh, I agree with you completely. I don't know too much about Zachariah, so I can't add too much on, on that front. But mm. yes, I think, I mean, it would be nice to... Jacques is obviously going to leave. Mm. So I think it would be nice and just intelligent from the board to just have a replacement, boom, just ready to come in, you know. And I've heard positive things about the the Swiss youngster. So Mm. I wouldn't be opposed to it, man. Fair play. Uh, Uta Biaguna, uh, who is uh, Jack Skinner, uh, one of the writers, decent lad. Uh, How do you honestly see our season going if Emery remains as manager? until the end of the season? That's a good question. I think we'll finish eighth. Eighth? And I, yep. I and mean, I it does we'll, feel we'll... like it's getting worse and worse every week. Under Wenger... Yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Uh, under, no, it's okay. It's okay. Under Wenger, you know, we'd have these dreadful runs where it'd feel like it was absolutely terrible. But suddenly... You know, in sort of when it gets to the worst point, when we go into game thinking we're definitely losing this, he'd sort of pull out a result and then we could go on a pretty good run. It wouldn't really mask yeah. over the problems and we'd still, you know, not uh, attain the the finish that we want. But he would sort of 
he would sort of prevent it from, uh, you know, spiraling into something absolutely terrible. Whereas with Emery, I just can't see him having that resolve and having and being able to cling a result out of nowhere and then go on a run. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, and that, that's exactly where I'm coming from, man. And you look at the... Well, yeah, just to cut you off again, under Wenger, it would have happened by now. Exactly, yeah. We, we would have had to start the know, resurgence, yeah. We would have smacked some random team up. We mm. would have smacked someone up like 3-0 or something. Probably would have beaten you know, Palace. That's... It wouldn't have got beyond Sheffield United. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, say what you'd like about Wenger, and his time definitely was was over. You know, it was mm. time for him to go. Um but, you know, you remember some of the performances that the, the most recent ones I could recall are like the the 3-0 at the Emirates against Chelsea, the 3-0 mm. against United at the Emirates. 2-0 away at San Siro. Yeah, could you uh, 2-0 to Manchester City with the Kazorlam Coughlin Masterclass? Yeah. You know, could you realistically imagine Unai Emery getting any kind of result like that? Mm. Not I, just, the moment. I don't think so. It doesn't feel like moment, we no. can get out of this under this coach. Yeah, we're in a we're in a a horrible rut, and I don't think we could get out of it. So I think if he stays in there, maybe eighth is a bit of an exaggeration, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised to fin- see us finishing sixth, seventh, maybe even eight, get knocked out of the Europa in the quarterfinals. You know, mm. just we shouldn't keep him, man. If if you ask me. I know that you're not completely on board for the interim manager kind of thing. Mm. You're kind of, eh. Feels like you're throwing um, the season away. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, would that be, would that be throwing the season away any more than keeping Emery in charge? That's true. Yeah. But I would just, I still wouldn't do, I'd still just get rid of him and bring in a manager. Fair. Yeah. I, I can see. And ideally that would be the best thing, but you know, if, for example, this is purely hypothetical and, Jack, good question because you're making us go off on a tangent. Mm. Um, but if, uh, let's say, I, I'm, I'm putting the spotlight on you. We've got a gun to your head right now because here God. in America, I could go five minutes away and get one really. That easily. is worrying. Um, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but all right, so I got a gun to your head right now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm visualizing it. Picture that. I'm fucking picture petrified. That. You're sweating. Mm. I smell like meatloaf. Um, <clears throat> random pointless <laughs> bit of information just to complement the story. Anyway, okay. Anyway, I forgot to put on deodorant that day. It was really rough. Anyway. Fuck um, hell. So, if you had the choice, you, okay, you're Raul saying like you got into contact with Eric Ten Hag of Ajax and he said, I would love to manage Arsenal, but I'm not leaving Ajax right now. I'm not leaving until next season. Would you then possibly ponder appointing Freddie to the end of the season. Oh, definitely. 100%. Okay. I was yeah, going I, I wanted to see hard. how <laughs> I wanted to see how against an interim manager you were. No, so, no. fair enough. I'd back that. But if he said I'll come in, but there was but there was no other option but to keep Emery till the end of the season and then get Ten Hag, I would probably be against that. I'd look for someone yeah, else. Just, it would just be yeah, I, I agree with you there because mm. it would be like taking a mile, a mile's worth of steps back, and then taking one step forward. Exactly. You know, yeah. Just, it's useless. So, mm. like, yeah, we I need agree to get top four, there. and we won't under Emery. So, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, total Arsenal says uh, with our defensive problems, which centre backs are you looking at uh, bringing in this summer? At, sorry, this uh, this. Uh, transfer window and who would probably be your number one target? Total one. I really Arsenal. like. I really like Upamecano. Um, obviously, every Arsenal fan does. Mm. Um, Got to be honest, though. Total Arsenal. I don't think we're going to bring in anybody of real. Fair enough. Did you see the Ornstein comments today? I think he did a live stream with a uh, with James. Yeah, I, I well, mm. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. I heard that, yeah, there's a talk that we're not even yeah, interested in anybody. Said, uh, they're not sure they'll go in for someone or he's not sure they'll go in for someone because of the quantity of players we've got and because of uh, Saliba coming in in the summer. Yeah, and I just think that's, first of all, that is not only a ridiculous amount of pressure to put on an 18-year-old mm. William Saliba, 
saying like, all right, um, our defense is fucking shit. So you're going to be our saving grace kid that just like graduated <laughs> high school. Um, it's like, come on, man. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I hope he's, I hope he's wrong. He's been, he's been wrong quite a few mm. times as of recently. So let's, let's hope that's the case again. But if, I feel like he's not wrong. Yeah. I think he's right. Sadly. I'd agree. Uh, and I, yeah, I would actually yeah, on the, the transfers, Upper Meccano would be someone I'd be looking at. Very expensive, very pricey. Uh, we were linked with Paul yeah. Torres the other day, who's very promising. Yeah, yeah, the mm. left-footed kid. I, I, I've actually heard pretty good things about him. I wouldn't be opposed to him. Yeah, and I actually either. saw a bit of him because obviously I was in the office last week working a uh, week. I'm not going to bear out the paper. But um, yeah, I was doing weeks work experience and uh I I watched a bit of that Spain game and he looked good. I think they were playing Malta. It was seven nil, and yeah, he looked good. He scored actually, tapping. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, plays for yeah. A, so and then I was right? I was doing a thing for this paper ahead of a piece they're doing next week um, on the the Euro draw, and I was trying to find a young player to watch for Spain, and I chose him, and I did a bit of research about him, and yeah, oh. promising. I had a a lot of good things on loan at Malaga last season did well so I'd be looking at him as well total Arsenal I th- how old is he 22 it? maybe Paul Torres okay nice yeah nice one I've... yeah 22 yeah and his first name is yeah. Pal P-A-L no Pal like you're my P-A-U. Pal Pal yeah. oh Pal okay like okay yeah come Pal chicken that is. okay <laughs> Oh man, geez, man. The the it cultural is. divide here is toxic. Gargantuan. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, question though. Good, good question. question. Good question. Uh the last one from Joe underscore Nick twenty two. This isn't a great question, Joe, not the lie. He's one of the people who've applied who we haven't looked at yet. Um he's gonna be annoyed when I say that. Okay. Uh <laughs> Yeah, sorry, we will get to you, mate. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, but he said favorite player not at Arsenal who we could sign. Oh, yes. I, oh, oh, man. There's the second part. I love saying players that I <laughs> like that I just know Alfie doesn't like too much. Like my G over in uh, Madrid. Oh, fuck Benzema. off. My bro. Sauce. Unparalleled sauce. Why? French. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, I don't want him. No, no, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. I just think he's Fair cool. enough. <laughs> Did you see today, actually, there was a story about him? Uh, he's, you know, how he can't play for France because of the the Valbuena, um, sex tape thing. Yeah, hilarious. Well, he's basically said to the FA, if 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 I sorry, not the F, the French FA, if I can't play for you, can you just allow me to play for someone else who I'm who I'm uh, eligible to play for? I think he's like Moroccan descent or something. So, Algerian, Algerian yeah. So, yeah. that's a bit racist. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he <laughs> he's basically begged for him to be able to play, which I don't see how that can happen because I'm pretty sure once you've played for the first team, you can't no, it's... switch. But maybe they'll make yeah. an exception. Quite a joke story, to be honest. It's not possible. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I feel you got to kind of feel for him because not only was he not actually ever convicted mm. as guilty. In the situation, but he's like in banging form right now. I think he's top scorer of La Liga, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it happens though. Crazier stuff happens. Lock of that's yeah, not in the French spot either. So they clearly just do some serious, serious <laughs> drugs over there. Yeah, it's Deschamps, not the smartest guy. Anyway, that is it. But uh, we didn't. Oh, we didn't even answer. I don't the question, know what to though. say. To be honest. Um, Actually, most of the players I like are like kind of older, kind of crap. I wouldn't really want them. I just like them for like, because like I've I've always had a soft spot for like Cavani. Nah. I like a lot. Um, I like Benzema, but I wouldn't I, want I them like at Arsenal. Cavani. Uh, one player, one player I really like, and I wouldn't mind seeing him at Arsenal. Yeah, is. Daniel Finton. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna say Zaha yeah. because I really like the way he plays, but that was that's I, too generic though because like we've yeah, actually like been James linked to Madison. Him. Lovely player. 
Oh, fair. Actually, I never like going to happen. Ma- but I like James Madison. Lovely. He'll probably go for yeah. about two hundred million to United. Or I something. want. Yeah, mm. something ridiculous like that. Okay. Uh, actually, I do know one now. Um, mm. I you just reminded me because I like quite a few of the players on Leicester. At Leicester. Um, I, I have three. So, that sort of stuff Leicester. annoys um, me too much. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm no, I should be sorry. Um, I should not be that annoyed at that stuff. I like. You're just my dude. You're my English teacher. Fair man. enough. Don't don't fret. Um, I like Ndidi at Leicester. I think most yeah. Arsenal fans would take him. Um, Kaglar Soyuncu, who we were heavily linked him. with. Yeah, I would really take him. I love the way he plays. And then, um, oh, oh yeah, uh, Tielemans. I love him too. Decent, all yeah. man. All of them. I take any of them. Obviously. So, yeah. There you go. There's my three. Fair play. Uh. Yeah, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's let's call it a day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tagging along to the Arsenal Cannon podcast. What the fuck was Extravaganza. that? Extravaganza. Jesus. I don't even know, man. I'm tired, and frankly, I have to pee. Fair enough. So I'm ready to draw this bad boy to a close. Yep. Alfie, enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, one more thing just mm. before we go, though. Marketing opportunity oh, yes. of a lifetime. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I'm just going to plug the website. We love you, Arsenal.co.uk. I'm on it right now. It is phenomenal. Some of the stuff we have in it. That's crushing. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, I've got to say this. Uh, don't, for any reason, forever. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming along. With, we will see you next week. No matter week, what outfit. you're doing. Uh, I'm going what you to kill do, myself. You know, forever. Any reason, no matter what, yeah, you, you can close this now. I thought you were just going to close it off, but this joke has failed. <laughs> no, no, Alfie, I I have a pencil in hand because I've been taking some notes. I'm going to smash my head Fuck into it. Know. Point up, so Quick graphic. I've got you to thank for that. Yep, sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, Daniel Finton has has <laughs> left the chat. Fair play. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week after an inevitable 9-0 thrashing (laughs) from Southampton. You guys take it easy. See you later.